Chapter Sixteen of the Scalp Hunters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Scalp Hunters by Thomas Main Reed. Chapter Sixteen, an autobiography. I was alone with my host in the apartment I had hitherto occupied. The females had retired to another part of the house, and I noted that Seguin, on entering, had looked to the door, turning the bolt. What terrible proof was he going to exact of my faith, of my love? Was he about to take my life, or bind me by some fearful oath, this man of cruel deeds? Dark suspicions shot across my mind, and I sat silent but not without emotions of fear. A bottle of wine was placed between us, and Seguin, pouring out two glasses, asked me to drink. This courtesy assured me. But how if the wine be poi? He swallowed his own glass before the thought had fairly shaped itself. I am wronging him, thought I. This man, withal, is incapable of an act of treachery like that. I drank up the wine. It made me feel more composed and tranquil after a moment's silence he opened the conversation with the abrupt interrogatory what do you know of me your name and calling nothing more more than is guessed at here and he pointed significantly to the door who told you this much of me a friend whom you saw at santa fe ah saint vrain a brave bold man i met him once in chihuahua did he tell you no more of me than this no he promised to enter into particulars concerning you, but the subject was forgotten, the caravan moved on, and we were separated. You heard, then, that I was Seguin, the scalp-hunter, that I was employed by the citizens of El Paso to hunt the Apache and Navajo, and that I was paid a stated sum for every Indian scalp I could hang upon their gates. You heard all this? I did. It is true. I remained silent now sir he continued after a pause would you marry my daughter the child of a wholesale murderer your crimes are not hers she is innocent even of the knowledge of them as you have said you may be a demon she is an angel there was a sad expression on his countenance as i said this crimes demon he muttered half in soliloquy ay you may well think this so judges the world you have heard the stories of the mountain men in all their red exaggeration. You have heard that, during a treaty, I invited a village of the Apaches to a banquet, and poisoned the viands, poisoned the guests, man, woman, and child, and then scalped them. You have heard that I induced to pull upon the drag-rope of a cannon two hundred savages, who know not its use, and then fired the piece, loaded with grape, mowing down the row of the unsuspecting wretches these and other inhuman acts you have no doubt heard of it is true i have heard these stories among the mountain hunters but i knew not whether to believe them monsieur they are false all false and unfounded i am glad to hear you say this i could not now believe you capable of such barbarities and yet if they were true in all their horrid details they would fall far short of the cruelties that have been dealt out by the savage foe to the inhabitants of this defenceless frontier. If you knew the history of this land for the last ten years, its massacres and its murders, 
its tears and its burnings its spoliations whole provinces depopulated villages given to the flames men butchered on their own hearths women beautiful women carried into captivity by the desert robber oh god and i too have shared wrongs that will acquit me in your eyes perhaps in the eyes of heaven the speaker buried his face in his hands and leant forward upon the table he was evidently suffering from some painful recollection after a moment he resumed i would have you listen to a short history of my life i signified my assent and after filling and drinking another glass of wine he proceeded i am not a frenchman as men suppose i am a creole a native of new orleans my parents were refugees from st domingo where after the black revolution the bulk of their fortune was confiscated by the bloody christophe i was educated for a civil engineer and in this capacity i was brought out to the mines of mexico by the owner of one of them who knew my father i was young at the time and i spent several years employed in the mines of zacatecas and san luis potosi i had saved some money out of my pay and i began to think of opening upon my own account rumors had long been current that rich veins of gold existed upon the gila and its tributaries the washings had been seen and gathered in these rivers and the mother of gold the milky quartz rock cropped out everywhere in the desert mountains of this wild region i started for this country with a select party and after traversing it for weeks in the membrous mountains near the headwaters of the gila i found the precious ore in its bed i established a mine and in five years was a rich man i remembered the companion of my youth the gentle the beautiful cousin who had shared my confidence and inspired me with my first passion with me it was first and last it was not as is often the case under similar circumstances a transient thing through all my wanderings i had remembered and loved her had she been as true to me i determined to assure myself and leaving my affairs in the hands of my mayoral i set out for my native city adele had been true and i returned bringing her with me i built a house in valverde the nearest inhabited district to my mine valverde was then a thriving place it is now a ruin which you may have seen in your journey down in this place we lived for years in the enjoyment of wealth and happiness i look back upon those days as so many ages of bliss our love was mutual and ardent and we were blessed with two children both girls the youngest resembled her mother the other i have been told was more like myself we doted i fear too much on these pledges we were too happy in their possession at this time a new governor was sent to santa fe a man who by his wantonness and tyranny has since then ruined the province there has been no act too vile no crime too dark for this human monster he offered fair enough at first and was feasted in the houses of the ricos through the valley as i was classed among these i was honored with his visits and frequently he resided principally at albuquerque and grand fetes were given at his palace to which my wife and i were invited as special guests he in return often came to our house in valverde under pretense of visiting the different parts of the province i discovered at length that his visits were solely intended for my wife to whom he had paid some flattering attentions i will not dwell on the beauty of adele at this time you may imagine that for yourself and monsieur 
you may assist your imagination by allowing it to dwell on those graces you appear to have discovered in her daughter for the little zoe is a type of what her mother was at the time i speak of she was still in the bloom of her beauty the fame of that beauty was on every tongue and had piqued the vanity of the wanton tyrant for this reason i became the object of his friendly assiduities i had divined this but confiding in the virtue of my wife i took no notice of his conduct no overt act of insult as yet claimed my attention returning on one occasion from a long absence at the mines adele informed me what through delicacy she had hitherto concealed of insults received from his excellency at various times but particularly in a visit he had paid her during my absence this was enough for creole blood i repaired to albuquerque and on the public plaza in presence of the multitude i chastised the insulter i was seized and thrown into a prison where i lay for several weeks when i was freed and sought my home again it was plundered and desolate the wild navajo had been there my household gods were scattered and broken and my child oh god my little adele was carried captive to the mountains and your wife your other child i inquired eager to know the rest they had escaped in the terrible conflict for my poor peons battled bravely my wife with zoe in her arms had rushed out and hidden in a cave that was in the garden i found them in the ranche of a vaquero in the woods whither they had wandered and your daughter adele have you heard aught of her since yes yes i will come to that in a moment my mine at the same time was plundered and destroyed many of the workmen were slaughtered before they could escape and the work itself with my fortune became a ruin with some of the miners who had fled and others of valverde who like me had suffered i organized a band and followed the savage foe but our pursuit was vain and we turned back many of us broken in health and heart oh monsieur you cannot know what it is to have thus lost a favorite child you cannot understand the agony of the bereaved father the speaker pressed his head between his hands and remained for a moment silent his countenance bore the indications of heart-rending sorrow my story will soon be told up to the present time who knows the end for years i hung upon the frontiers of the indian country hunting for my child i was aided by a small band most of them unfortunates like myself who had lost wife or daughter in a similar manner but our means became exhausted and despair wore us out the sympathies of my companions grew old and cold one after another gave up the governor of new mexico offered us no aid on the contrary it was suspected then it is now known that the governor himself was in secret league with the navajo chiefs he had engaged to leave them unmolested while they on their side promised to plunder only his enemies on learning this terrible secret i saw the hand that had dealt me the blow stung by the disgrace i had put upon him as well as by my wife's scorn the villain was not slow to avenge himself since then his life has been twice in my power but the taking of it would most probably have forfeited my own and i had objects for which to live i may yet find a reckoning day for him i have said that my band melted away sick at heart and conscious of danger in new mexico i left the province and crossed the jornada to el paso 
here for a while i lived grieving for my lost child i was not long inactive the frequent forays made by the apaches into sonora and chihuahua had rendered the government more energetic in the defense of the frontier the presidios were repaired and garrisoned with more efficient troops and a band of rangers organized whose pay was proportioned to the number of scalps they might send back to the settlements i was offered the command of this strange guerrilla and in the hope that i might yet recover my child i accepted it i became a scalp hunter it was a terrible commission and had revenge alone been my object it would long since have been gratified many a deed of blood have we enacted many a scene of retaliatory vengeance have we passed through i knew that my captive daughter was in the hands of the navajos i had heard so at various times from prisoners whom i had taken but i was always crippled for want of strength in men and means revolution after revolution kept the states in poverty and civil warfare and our interests were neglected or forgotten with all my exertions i could never raise a force sufficient to penetrate that desert country north of the gila in which lie the towns of the savage navajos and you think patience i shall soon finish my band is now stronger than ever i have received certain information by one just escaped from a captivity among the navajos that the warriors of both tribes are about to proceed southward they are mustering all their strength with the intention of making a grand foray even as we have heard to the gates of durango it is my design then to enter their country while they are absent and search for my daughter and you think she still lives i know it the same man who brought me this news and who poor fellow has left his scalp and ears behind him saw her often she is grown up and is he says a sort of queen among them possessed of strange powers and privileges yes she still lives and if it be my fortune to recover her then will this tragic scene be at an end i will go far hence i had listened with deep attention to the strange recital all the disgust with which my previous knowledge of this man's character had inspired me vanished from my mind and i felt for him compassion i admiration he had suffered much suffering atones for crime and in my sight he was justified perhaps i was too lenient in my judgment it was natural i should be so when the revelation was ended i was filled with emotions of pleasure i felt a vivid joy to know that she was not the offspring of the demon i had deemed him he seemed to divine my thoughts for there was a smile of satisfaction i might say triumph on his countenance as he leaned across the table to refill the wine monsieur my story must have wearied you drink there was a moment's silence as we emptied the glasses and now sir you know the father of your betrothed at least somewhat better than before are you still in the mind to marry her oh sir she is now more than ever to me a sacred object but you must win her as i have said from me then sir tell me how i am ready for any sacrifice that may be within my power to make you must help me to recover her sister willingly you must go with me to the desert i will enough we start to-morrow and he rose and began to pace the room at an early hour i inquired half fearing that i was about to be denied an interview with her whom i now more than ever longed to embrace 
by daybreak he replied not seeming to heed my anxious manner i must look to my horse and arms said i rising and going towards the door in hopes of meeting her without they have been attended to goad is there come boy she is not in the hall stay where you are i will get the arms you want adele zoe oh doctor you are returned with your weeds it is well we journey to-morrow adele some coffee love and then let us have some music your guest leaves you to-morrow the bright form rushed between us with a scream no 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 she exclaimed turning from one to the other with the wild appeal of a passionate heart come little dove said the father taking her by the hands do not be so easily fluttered it is but for a short time he will return again how long papa how long enrique but a very short while it will be longer to me than to you zoe oh no no an hour will be a long time how many hours do you think enrique oh we shall be gone days i fear days oh papa oh enrique days come little chit they will soon pass go help your mamma to make the coffee oh papa days long days they will not soon pass when i am alone but you will not be alone your mamma will be with you ah and with a sigh and an air of abstraction she departed to obey the command of her father as she passed out at the door she again sighed audibly the doctor was a silent and wondering spectator of this last scene and as her figure vanished into the hall i could hear him muttering to himself oh ja poor little fraulein i thought as moche chapter sixteen